Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. How is the media not reporting it? Folks, I am not letting you down here when I tell you we found a pretty unbelievable connection in the timeline between the Hunter Biden scandal, the growing, explosive, troubling, deeply troubling scandal, and the Obama-era Uranium One fiasco. I, I've got to walk you through this piece by piece today. I, you don't want to miss any of this. I promise you at the end of this, you're going to be like, how is no one else reporting on this? By the way, hat tip Arthur Schwartz for uh, uh, tipping me off on this. And I did some homework and he's right. Big hat tip. I got that. Um, also a piece on Andrew Cuomo in the beginning and the parallel universe we're living in here with this Russia hack again and the Chinese government infiltrating our government. That piece I'm going to put together for you as well, along with the Michigan stuff. You're going to be like, wait, I, I thought I, I thought DHS told us this was the most secure election ever. Mm-hmm. Hang tight. Stand easy, as they tell me in the police academy. I'm a fidgeter. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Yeah, happy Monday to you, man. I'm doing pretty good. Did you get a restful weekend? It's always a happy Monday. Yeah, yeah I did. I yeah. did. I actually chilled out. I can't leave the house because I, you know, ah, yes, sir. my current yeah. condition, I can't be exposed to anything right now. But almost done, folks. Halfway home. And remarkably, I still have hair, which is phenomenal. <laughs> Paula predicts I won't lose it, which would be really incredible. We also have a studio guest today, my good friend, Reed, who is here sprucing up our studio with the latest technology. The show may look a little cleaner and better. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, we got the best in technology coming. All right, let's get to All it. Right. Today's show brought to you by Tommy John's. Feeling comfortable right now. Got the old TJ Ruskies on. Since you've had enough to deal with this year, you don't need to overthink holiday gifts. Since we've all been living in our sweatpants anyway, give your loved ones some pro-level Tommy John loungewear. This holiday season, Tommy John's making sure you can give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list and yourself with Tommy John's men's and women's loungewear. Listen, let me just go off script a moment here because it matters. They sent me their pajama pants. I never wore pajama pants before. Don't do it. Hmm, you could put two and two together there yourself. Eh, the most comfortable pajama pants ever. You're not going to want to get out of them ever. That's the only problem. Say goodbye to old stained sweatpants. Tommy John loungewear is luxuriously soft and guaranteed to fit perfectly with the same level of comfort and innovation that goes into everything Tommy John makes. Plus, Tommy John's loungewear, pajamas, and underwear come in a limited edition sets, perfect for gifting, but they sell out quick. Tommy John underwear puts a permanent end to sticking and chafing. So order now and experience it yourself. There's no risk with Tommy John's best pair of yellow wear or it's free guarantee. Order now. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Dan. Don't wait. For up to $30 off site-wide and get last-minute holiday deals for a limited time only. That's up to $30 off for a limited time at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. See site for details. All right, Joe. And they're off. I I was doing it slow, purposely, the let's go. Because I you thought go. you'd be, you beat me to the punch. Oh, right? Now all of a sudden you're quick on the switch. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden you're real fast on the switch. All right, let's get right to it. I can see Paula's struggling a little bit with our new technology. How are we doing over there, Miss Paula? You okay? You never thought you'd be part? There we go. By the way, I am wearing the Attila's Gym shirt today to rep our boys at Attila's Gym, yeah. Ian and Frank, who are Saw hanging that. out against government. Too. Joe knows them well. We worked yeah. out there. Still fighting a good fight against government tyranny. They're up in Belmar, New Jersey. So we're repping them to show our support with our friends up there. All right, let's get right to this Hunter Biden story. Um, ladies and gentlemen, on a very serious note, you must appoint a special counsel in the Hunter Biden investigation. If President Trump 
leaves office. And in fact, we lose our legal options in this case. And Joe Biden does become the next president. And there is not a special counsel investigating his son and him. Then the word justice is absolutely meaningless. Throw it in the garbage, burn it, flush it down the toilet bowl. A special counsel appointment is a must. If there, listen, I've never been a huge special, a huge fan of special counsels. Full disclosure, and I've said that before. But Joe, fair enough. Having said that before, if the rules are now a special counsel is the way to go when you're investigating presidential administrations, like the Democrats said, right? That's their print principles, right, Joe? Whenever, yeah. then it's fair game for a potential president, Joe Biden, too, right? Yes. And oh, 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 the. Oh, those are, no, 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 Joe. Those are just oh? to investigate Republicans. No, 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 no. We're not having any of that. So, Mr. President, oh, please, I'm on bended knee begging you. You must appoint a special counsel. What I'm about to expose is just incredible. First, let's get to why we can't rely on the media to do any of this. Um, the media still does not care about the Hunter Biden story. The media is doing what they always do. Now that the media, we know, colluded to interfere in the 2020 election by suppressing the Hunter Biden overseas collusion scandal with foreign enemies of the United States. Now that we know for a fact the media and big tech did that, suppressing the New York Post story and CNN and other hacked lunatic networks and people like Mr. Potato Head, Brian Stelter, saying it was Russian disinformation. Now that we know that, the media will never admit they were wrong and they will never cover Hunter Biden fairly. What's the media story going to be now? The media story now is going to be to avoid covering it. This is Republicans pounce. Does everybody remember Republicans pounce? Mm -hmm. When the media discovers a scandal, discovers air quotes, a scandal that involves Democrats. The story is never about the scandal. The story is about Republicans, conservatives and conservative leaning networks covering the scandal. Just Put in any search engine, Republicans pounce, and you'll see what I mean. Name any scandal. Republicans pounce on Benghazi. Republicans pounce on the IRS scandal. It's a way the media, these hack lunatic, Pravda-like Soviet special, you know, they salute the Soviet national anthem in the morning. It's a way they avoid covering people like Joe Biden and make the story about the Republican response. You don't believe me? Watch Mr. Potato Head right here at CNN make the explosive Hunter Biden case. We now know the FBI is investigating him. Watch him make it about Fox News' coverage of it. Check this out. And imagine a TV channel that covered almost nothing but car crashes. Hour after hour, all the evils in the world related back to cars. All of this channel's shows gave you reasons to fear and hate and resent automobiles. I probably never would have driven a Jeep at all. That is Fox News. But instead of Jeeps, the shows are all about the news media. Media bias, media blind spots, media screw-ups. If one car crashes, no cars can be trusted. No, 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 none at all. Now, just like most drivers don't crash, most journalists don't commit the crimes that Fox claims. But on Fox, it is crash after crash after crash. Nothing but crashes, all day long. Almost every story somehow relates back to the media. The word media is uttered on Fox more than twice an hour, on average. Of course, I'm someone who covers the media full time, so you'd think I'd be into this. But even I know that the media is just one of many institutional forces. The media is really just a bunch of people. Flawed, stressed out, but mostly good people. <laughs> stressed out? Like, these people have serious jobs. Stressed out. Joe, forget the police officers, firemen, military. <laughs> yeah. 
people work in grocery stores during the pandemic who showed up for work when we knew nothing about this disease or who it would kill or who was high risk. People who work out there in sanitation and get up at five o'clock in the morning cleaning up the streets for everyone so we can all live in a civilized society. Mm -hmm. They're not stressed out. Mm -mm, People who are losing their jobs right now because their restaurants are going under due to tyranny imposed by Governor Cuomo, Newsom, and other liberal lunatics. They're not stressed out. It's Mr. Potato Head at CNN. It's the media people that are stressed out. This clown is a complete piece of human garbage. I'm tired of this guy. I am tired of this guy. He plays this I'm higher than you on the morals and ethics totem pole and yet ruthlessly attacks people, ruthlessly, who are truth tellers when he gets caught in a lie. He is a fake, phony piece of garbage. Has no appeal. I get the appeal, Mr. Potato Head. Very good. And inject a bit of humor because that was rapidly degenerating quickly because this is a human being (laughs) I I cannot stand. I have been on the receiving end of this guy's nonsense. He is a buffoon, a coffee yeah. fetcher. That's all he is. And he, we would stop reporting on these so-called car crashes, to quote him, if the media car would stop crashing. The collusion hoax, the PP hoax, the impeachment hoax, the Flynn hoax. You've fallen for every hoax. Now you're mad that we're, we expose Hunter Biden? When you guys not only dropped the ball, but covered it up, please, hard pass. Why is this important? Let's go to video number two. FBI official was on Fox News this morning, former higher up in the FBI, talking quickly about why this Hunter Biden case matters. And then we're going to tie this together and tell you why we need a special counsel, why the Democrats have no room on this. Check this out. If Joe Biden did receive some form of payment uh, from this uh, Chinese uh, company linked to the Chinese Communist Party, if he did, do you think that that um, affects his ability to be our commander in chief? Without a doubt, when I hear him say that China is not a threat and China is not competitive, he's either clueless or he's sticking his head in the sand. They are the greatest threat to our national security and have been for quite a while. They've been stealing us blind. Yeah, criminally, this has so much to do with Hunter Biden, but there are so many more implications to the story that involve the current president-elect. So why does this matter? Because if Joe Biden gets sworn in on January 20th, we have a potential president of the United States who may be in China's back pocket. Kind of a big deal, no? But don't expect Mr. Potato Head or the media to cover any of this. Yes, I'm angry this morning. Yeah, well. I'm sorry. I know some of you don't like angry, Dan. But yes, I'm sorry. This guy is a clown. And so is the entire media apparatus he defends. If they would have told you the truth, the election outcome would have been different. And they didn't. They colluded with big tech to suppress the biggest story of our time about a potentially corrupted presidential candidate and may have altered the election. He's worth every bit of my enmity. Now, getting back to my original purpose opening this, how we need a special counsel because the media will do no truth telling. We need an independent special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. The Democrats have no room on this. Let's scroll through some, uh, some tweets that have not yet been deleted of prominent Democrats when the Mueller special counsel was appointed. Let's see what they say now. Now that there may be a special counsel appointed to look into their guy. Let's go to Chris Coons first. Chris Coons, Joe Biden's best buddy from Delaware. We cannot allow President Trump to interfere with or try to end the Mueller investigation. 
That's why I'm reintroducing bipartisan legislation to protect to protect special counsel Mueller and future special counsels. Oh, 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 you mean like one that may be coming now? Watch Christopher Coons change his mind. Let's go next to uh, Dick Durbin. Tricky Dick Durbin. The Senate should immediately vote on bipartisan legislation to protect the Mueller investigation. Okay, great. Let's go to Ron Wyden from Oregon. I joined uh, CNN to discuss the need to protect the Mueller investigation and for Congress to put real protections in place to safeguard Americans from misuse of their data of companies like Facebook. Let's go to Chuck Schumer. We're calling on the chief ethics official at DOJ to notify whether Mr. Whitaker, who was the acting AG, has been advised to recuse himself from overseeing Mueller's investigation. We will force Congress to act to protect the Mueller investigation. There you go, folks. The Democrats' principles on special counsels are not only should we protect them, we should introduce legislation to protect them. Let's see how they feel about this special counsel now. Now let's get into the core of the story. You're like, all right, you've been setting us up here. You told us you were going to talk about the Hunter Biden connection to this uranium one thing. I had to set up first how the media won't do any of this homework. I'm doing it for you. Please spread this around and share this segment with everyone. Let's go to the Daily Caller. This is just a stunning story. This will be in the show notes, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe to our newsletter. That is the show notes. You can read these stories every day where I put them together. This Daily Caller story is going to toast your muffins right there. It is about, I want you to pay very close attention to the big guy and who the big guy's office mate was going to be. Daily Caller, exclusive. Hunter Biden called his father and a Chinese business partner office mates in a September of 2017 email. Keep this headline up. This is by the great... Andrew Kerr and Chuck Ross pays very close attention to this date. This is not a wink and a nod. This is like a bat signal. September of 2017, an email where Hunter Biden sends this email and says, hey, I need office keys basically for my dad, Joe Biden, and this Chinese official. They're going to be office mates. Pay very close attention to the date. It's going to come up later. Keep it on your little etch-a-sketch here, your cerebral etch-a-sketch. Right. From this piece, I've not walked Joe through this either. So if it makes sense to Joe, I'll know it makes sense to you. From the Daily Caller piece, here are the highlights of this, or should we say the lowlights, and I encourage you to read the entire piece. Screenshot one. CEFC, by the way, who they're referring to in this email, is this Chinese company with very suspicious ties to the Chinese communist government. Okay, so quote, Hunter Biden's dealings with CEFC in 2017 we're at the center of allegations from his ex-business partner, we all remember, Tony Bobolinsky, who said in October that Joe Biden was plainly familiar with his family's business dealings in China. Keep this up. Okay, so now we know one of Hunter Biden's, Biden's business partners, Bobolinsky, has said, no, 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 Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's dad, was very familiar with Hunter Biden's dealings with China. The piece goes on. Bobolinsky was one of the recipients of the much-publicized May 2017 email purportedly referencing Joe Biden as the big guy who would hold 10% in a joint venture deal with Hunter Biden and CFC. So now we know Joe Biden may have been getting kickbacks on these deals with his son in China. But here's another email that's fascinating. Here is an email from Hunter Biden to this woman, Cecilia Browning, who runs this office complex. Hunter Biden says, and I quote from his email, please have keys made available for the new office mates, office mates, folks. Joe Biden. Jill Biden, Jim Biden, and Guan Wendong, Chairman Yi's CFC emissary. 
I would like the office sign to reflect the following, the Biden Foundation, Hudson West. So you read Hunter's email. That's not my email. It's not a Republicans pound story like Mr. Potato Head will say. It's not a conspiracy theory. That is a verified email from Hunter Biden to the office building manager saying, I need keys made because my dad, his wife, Jill Biden, and his brother, Jim Biden, are going to be, quote, office mates with the chairman of a Chinese company involved in some very suspicious stuff and with connections to the Chinese Communist Party government. You would think it ends there. You would think it ends there. Like, gosh, that's bad enough. Like, that would be period, full stop. Wait, what? So again, replace Joe Biden with Donald Trump. If Donald Trump was, quote, office mates, according to a Donald Trump Jr. email, with a suspicious Russian communist actor tied to the Russian government, the stories by Mr. Potato Head would be endless. Oh, But because it's about a Democrat, zip it shut, throw the key out. Believe it or not, it does get worse. Let me go to screenshot number two from the Daily Caller piece. This gets a lot worse. Quote, in his email to Browning, Hunter Biden provided this. That's the woman who runs the office building. Hunter Biden provided the personal cell phone numbers for his father and uncle and suggested that Browning's associate call them. Quote, if she insists. (laughs) Oh, Biden didn't know anything about this. Then why is Hunter giving his dad's cell number? Literally his cell number. CEFC, the Chinese company, folks, had wired $5 million to Hunter Biden's company, Hudson West, which he wanted, he wanted the name on the door of the office, by the way, less than two months prior to Hunter Biden's request to Browning that office keys be made for his father and the CEFC emissary, according to a Senate committee report released in September. What the hell is going on here? A Chinese company wires $5 million to Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden then says, hey, my dad's going to be office mates with the emissary of the Chinese company connected to the Chinese Communist Party. And gives out his dad's personal number in case there's any questions about them being office mates. (laughs) The building person. Why? What? I don't need a Dulcalax with this face. I'm like, what? This reminds me of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man moment. When Aunt May comes in, you got all the soot in your face. What happened? I was cleaning the chimney. We don't have a chimney. He goes, what? What? I'm, I'm, ah. I don't have any left. My daughter gave me this. Pretty cool. Call me super dad. I was looking for some more Java. This not. $5 million. Joe Biden's son. Joe Biden's son sends email. Hey, I want my dad and his office mate, the guy who sent me the $5 million. Yeah, the Chinese emissary from a company connected to the Chinese government. I want them to have keys because they're office mates. And call my dad. Here's his personal cell if you have any questions. No scandal here. No scandal, CNN. Don't you worry at all. Now, you may be saying, Dan, you told us earlier, you need to remember that September 17th date. Oh, yeah, that was that was totally on for those who know the show. Oh, <laughs> different topic altogether, but a good one. Totally on. You may be saying to yourself, you told us, why did you tell us that? 
I got to take a quick break for a sponsor. But on the other side of this, now I'm going to put this all together for you in a neat little bow about what exactly was going on in September of 2017 when Hunter Biden sent this email. Hey, my dad really needs to be office mates with this Chinese company emissary connected to the Chinese government who just sent me $5 million. What else was going on in September of 2017? Oh, oh, Time out. T.O. We'll be right back on the other side. As today's show brought to you by our friends at Omaha Steaks. In this 2020 holiday season, if it feels like it's been a long time coming, make it worth the wait. Send the perfect gift. Send yourself something special. Bring families together for a delicious, delectable, juicy, incredible, unparalleled Omaha Steak holiday feast. The Deluxe Grillers Assortment features butcher's cut filet mignons. Mmm! A vast variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouth-watering, delicious package, plus four free burgers that you will never eat another burger again after you eat the Omaha Steaks burgers, and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price available only to my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Don't wait. Enter the code Bongino into the search bar, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. B-O-N-G-I-N-O, sorry. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's a guarantee. I almost spelled my last name. It's a fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season. Don't forget when you order the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, you'll also get four free Omaha Steaks burgers and that free digital meat thermometer with my code Bongino at omahasteaks.com. It's a deal you won't find anywhere else. They deliver guaranteed quality and safety with every order. Deliver the perfect gift or send yourself something special. Buy it for your friend, this Omaha Steaks package. Then go eat at your friend's house. Do yourself a favor. Ships directly to your doorstep. The world's greatest steaks, premium meats, easy meals. Paula wanted me to mention their potatoes au gratin because really, once it's seriously, you're not, it's, you can't just eat one. You'll eat the whole box yourself. It's everything you need for a memorable gift or stock up yourself. Get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks today. All backed by 100% money back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com. Type Bongino in the search bar to shop the best gourmet gifts of the season. So I told you a long time ago, three and a half years ago, that this Uranium One deal had uh, tentacles, octopus-like tentacles, and touched everyone. And I don't mean touch them like a little pat on the back, like, hey, son, nice job in the baseball game. I mean, touch you like punches you in the face and you're like, wait, what? Chimney style, Andrew Garfield. Um, They all know each other and everybody had something to hide in this Obama-era scandal where we were going to sell our uranium. Uranium, you know, the whole nuclear fuel thing. Huh, probably not a good idea to sell that to our nuclear-powered enemies. Remember that deal where the Obama administration was, was okaying a deal to sell our uranium to a Russian company? Remember that? And I told you three <laughs> years ago that was going to be a big deal, yeah. that it involved Spygate and everything else. I'm not saying it was the only impetus to spy on the Trump team, but they had a lot to hide the Obama administration. And they knew if President Trump got into office, as he has done, that he would declassify their malfeasance, expose everything, Uranium One, all that stuff. So they had a reason to dirty everybody up and make sure Trump never did that. Let's get back to this Hunter Biden story now and put two and two together. So let's first talk about the players in the Uranium One deal, and then we're going to wrap it up by tying it into Hunter. So who were the players in this Uranium One deal? Why was everybody implicated in this? Are they all, you know, my latest book, Follow the Money, I talk about how everybody knows each other in all of these scandals, and therefore they all have something to hide. Let me go back to a little reminder for you. These articles will be in the show notes, even though they're older today. Here's an older 2018 article by John Solomon at The Hill why Uranium One was such a big deal and why it matters now with Hunter Biden. Quote, FBI's 37 secret pages of memos about Russia, Clinton, and uh, the Clintons and Uranium One. From the Hill piece. Now, remember what this is about. 
It's about Uranium One and Hunter. But now it's about the players in the Uranium One scandal, how they all had something to hide, including Joe Biden, too. But wait, let's go back to the other players first. From the Hill piece, screenshot one from the Hill piece here. John Solomon first disclosed that this FBI informant, William Douglas Campbell, had managed to burrow his way inside of Putin's nuclear giant, Rosatom. Keep in mind, that's the company that wanted to buy uh, Uranium One. Campbell gathered extensive evidence for his FBI counterintelligence handlers by early of 2010 that Rosatom's main executive in the United States, a guy named Vadim Mikorin, orchestrated a racketeering plot involving kickbacks, bribes, and extortion, and had corrupted the uh, main uranium trucking company in the United States. It was a serious national security compromise by any measure. The evidence was compiled, oh, wait, wait, what, as Secretary Hillary Clinton courted Russia for better relations, and as her husband, former President Bill Clinton, collected a $500,000 speech payday in Moscow, and as the Obama administration approved the sale of a U.S. mining company, Uranium One, to Rosatom. So, just to be clear on this, in case there are liberals watching, you know, very thick skulls, facts don't penetrate and stuff. So the Uranium One scandal where we were going to sell our uranium to Rosatom, a Russian company, no friend of the United States. You're like, wait, we were going to do that? Oh, yeah, under the Obama era. That implicated Obama. It implicated Hillary Clinton, whose State Department approved the sale. It implicated Bill Clinton, who flew overseas right around the time all this was going down. It took a half a million dollar payday. And apparently the FBI knew about this because they had an informant telling them, hey, there's something wrong with that company that wants to buy Uranium One. Joe, you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody had something to hide right. in the Uranium One deal. Everyone. So now we got Clinton. Oh, by the way, one person I didn't mention huh. that happened back in uh, uh, during the tenure of who is the FBI director when the investigation, the FBI investigation into Uranium One was going on. Oh, Bob Mueller was the FBI director. Let's just throw him in the mix, too. Everybody knows each other. Isn't this great? It's like one big circle. I'll leave that out. It's family friendly. I don't want kids asking mom what that is. Let's go to screenshot number two. Who else was involved in this Uranium One disaster? These names should all sound familiar, by the way. The sale, the Rosatom sale of our uranium to a Russian company was made famous by Peter Schweitzer, where we turned over a large swath of America's untapped uranium deposits to Russia. Man, that sounds like a really stupid idea. Mikorin was charged and convicted along with some American officials, but not until many years later. Ironically, crazy Joe, the case was brought by, no way it would be Rod Rosenstein. Yes, it would have been Rod Rosenstein. Who brought, it's Stunner, I know you're shocked. Get your nitroglycerin pills out. Rod Rosenstein, wait, he was the deputy attorney general, acting attorney general during the whole Spygate thing too. Yes, same guy. But the years long delay in prosecution means that no one in the public or Congress was aware that the FBI knew through their informant about the Russian bribery plot as early as 2009, when Bob Mueller was the FBI director, well before the Obama-led Committee on Foreign Investment, CFIUS, approved Uranium One in the fall of 2010. So just to be clear here, again, the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton's State Department, which is part of it, approved the sale of our nuclear fuel to a Russian company, Rosatom, despite knowing and the FBI knowing that they had serious problems with Rosatom because they had an informant feeding them information about the shady dealings of Rosatom. And Rod Rosenstein happened to be the prosecutor on the case as the case mysteriously never made it into the public space and went, 
radar right underneath it. Mueller, Clinton, Obama, Rosenstein. Gosh, sounds like the same players. What does this have to do with the Joe Biden thing? Oh, I'm not done yet. Just in case you're confused about the relationship between Rosatom and this other company I'm about to get to, here's a press release about Rosaneth and Rosatom partnering up. Their website, not mine, Rosaneth. Rosaneth and Rosatom signed a cooperation agreement. <laughs> wow, isn't that weird? Rosaneth, Rosatom cooperating. Ooh, like two peas in a pot of ruski. I'll get back to that in a second because it'll matter. Remember Rosaneth, Rosatom, partners, friends, Wonder Twins activate. Isn't it really weird, Rosneft, that partnered up with Rosatom, the same company was going to buy our uranium that the Obama-era administration, where Joe Biden was the vice president, approved. Isn't it really weird that Rosneft's name came up in the dossier, too? Here's a crazy thing, this Washington Monthly story I saw that I pulled this morning. This is just weird. How I've always told you the dossier was nothing more than an effort to accuse the Trump people of doing what the Obama administration did, which was colluding with Russian companies to the chagrin of the American citizen. Here's a Washington Monthly story by Martin Longman. Revisiting Carter Page and the Rosneft deal. What's that about? Carter Page? You mean the guy involved, uh, the Trump foreign policy advisor that was the subject of the dossier? He was involved with Rosneft? No, the point is he wasn't, but someone said he was. Look at the Washington Monthly piece and you'll see what I mean. Here was the dossier written about Carter Page. Notice what it does. It says that Carter Page is secretly working with Rosneft to take up to a 19% stake in Rosneft in return for getting the Trump team elected president and reducing sanctions on Russia. That story's totally false and completely made up. Carter Page has never met those people. The guy in charge of Rosneft, Sechin, and is actually suing over that right now. Do you understand that was totally made up? Yeah. You sense, you kind of, are, 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 are your antenna going in, ding, 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 in the back of your head right now? So the Obama-era administration selling our uranium overseas to the Russians, and they're turning around and blaming the exact same scandal on the Trump team? That the Trump team's colluding with Rosneft? Let's bring it full circle, get back to Hunter Biden now. Look at this Reuters story we discovered this morning. Isn't this just weird? CEFC, you know, the Chinese company, the emissary Guang Mendong from CEFC, who was going to be office mates with Joe Biden. Wouldn't it be really weird if, if that company was trying to buy a stake in Rosneft that was trying to buy our uranium when Joe Biden was the vice president? That would be really weird, except it's not weird because Reuters has already, you know, mainstream media Reuters has already reported on it. Check out this headline by Reuters Stab. November 2018, China's CEFC paid out compensation after Rosneft's Rosnef stake deal fell through. <laughs> so you're, just to be sure what you're telling me here. Remember I told you in the beginning to remember September of 2017. So you're about to tell me, Dan. No way you're about to tell me this, but you're about to tell me. I can't believe it. You haven't even told me. You're gonna, well, I'll tell you right now. You're telling me in September of 2017, when Hunter Biden sends a confirmed email telling a woman in an office building that his dad, Joe Biden, is going to be office mates with an emissary from a Chinese company, CEFC. You're telling me that that Chinese company at the same time was trying to work out a deal to purchase an interest in the same Russian company involved in the Uranium One deal? 
Would that be crazy if it was also in September of 2017, the same time that these office mates, Joe Biden and the Chinese Communist Party connected company, that that email went out? Let's check the Reuters piece because there's no way this would be in September of 2017. Oh my, holy Moses, look at that crazy time. It just happens to be Reuters. CEFC paid almost two, almost 225 million euros in compensation to this consortium after the Chinese firm's deal to buy a stake in Russian oil firm Rosneft fell through, a document showed. Let's look at this next paragraph. This can't possibly be September of 2017. Oh, it just happens to be. The chief executive of Rosneft, Igor Sechin, the same guy who appears in the Carter Page PP dossier, said in September of 2017, wow, that CEFC had signed a deal to buy a 14.2% of Rosneft from Cutter and Glencore. I'm not, I, I don't even know what to say. So at the same time, this CEFC company connected to the Chinese Communist Party, the exact same time, September of 2017, is negotiating to buy a stake in the Russian operation under investigation for suspiciously buying our nuclear fuel under a deal approved by the Obama-Biden administration and Hillary and investigated by Bob Mueller, that at the same time that deal's being negotiated, China, Russia, enemies of the United States, to buy companies involved with the purchase of our Uranium One. At the exact same time, Hunter Biden sending an email saying, hey, my dad's going to be office mates with the chairman of the company from China. Where's Costanza on? Where's Mr. Potato Head on this story? What's his story going to be? Dan Bongino pounces on Reuters' story, making a connection between the timeline of a Chinese acquisition of a company trying to buy our nuclear fuel in a major Obama-era scandal and the timeline of an email saying Joe Biden was going to be office mates with the Chinese Communist Party-connected guy orchestrating it. Republicans pounce. Bongino pounces. He's a pouncer. I'm not... <laughs> Maybe a pouncer, but not in a... That's a different story. Family friend. If you're not watching this show, you've never heard of any of this. You think that may be worth a special counsel? Just throwing that out there. <sighs> Deep breaths. I'm sorry, folks. It's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. Notice I intentionally cited Reuters, who the, is supposedly a mainstream media outlet. I did not even... Not that... I didn't use any of the on, on the record because I wanted you to be sure you understood that these stories are out there for anyone to see. Then in September of 2017, a Chinese Communist Party connected company who was connected to Hunter Biden and his dad as office mates was trying to buy the Russian company involved in the Uranium One scandal. Don't expect to hear that anywhere else. All right, uh, let me get on to my third sponsor, and then I want to move on. I have uh, I got to get back to some election coverage, too, and a major story out of the Daily Wire showing you just how corrupt our national security are uh, corrupted. Some folks inside our national security infrastructure have become. They're not telling you the truth about what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a disgrace. There are a lot of good people there, but there are a lot of people who do not have our best interests in mind. I'm getting stories every day about this. All right, today's show brought to you by our friends at Pearl Source. Ladies and gentlemen, jewelry is one of the most popular gifts you can get for the holidays, and there's good reason for it. You can rarely go wrong, especially when you go with the timeless classics. 
There's nothing more classic and timeless than the fine pearl jewelry. Look at it right there. You can see it on my Rumble account. Gorgeous fine pearl jewelry, which doesn't need to break your budget. How do you do it? You go to the pearl source. You get the highest quality pearl jewelry at up to 70% off retail prices. How do they do that? Because they cut out the middleman by eliminating traditional five-time markups by jewelry stores and selling directly to you, the consumer. Shop safely and securely from the comfort of your own home. Customize your jewelry based on pearl size, quality, gold type, length, and many more choices. The holidays are fast approaching and shipping carriers have an unprecedented amount of volume. Don't wait. The Pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order with zero contact delivery. The Pearl Source comes with a no-hassle, 60-day money-back guarantee, so it's risk-free. Plus, with more than 20 years in the Pearl business and over 7,000 five-star reviews, you can be sure that you're shopping from a trusted retailer. Don't overpay for jewelry. Go to the Pearl Source and buy beautiful jewelry at a fraction of retail prices. And for a limited time, listeners to my show can take 20% off your entire order for the holidays. How do you do that? Go to thepearlsource.com slash Dan. Don't forget the URL. Enter promo code Dan at checkout for that 20% off your entire order. If you want fine pearl jewelry at the best prices online, beautiful. I shopped there for my wife. Then go straight to the source, the Pearl Source. Go to thepearlsource.com slash Dan. Enter promo code Dan at checkout. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thepearlsource.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan at checkout. All right. So moving on from... That explosive nugget, again, that you won't hear anywhere else, sadly. Folks, I, I talked last week. The show was very well received. I'm just basing that based on your email feedback. It's not self-laudatory for no reason. Um, I was talking about these parallel universes of knowledge we live in right now, how liberals live in this enchanted forest of stupidity and conservatives live in the real world. We told you the Trump campaign was spied on, that the collusion hoax was nonsense, that the impeachment thing was nonsense, uh, that the Hunter Biden story was real. And liberals who live in this forest of stupidity intentionally because they choose to be stupid knew nothing about these stories because they live in a parallel universe where facts don't get through because the media and people like Potato Head don't do them any favors. They lie to them constantly and then complain about Republicans pouncing. So here's another story about the real world consequences of this of telling people all over the world all the time that Russia is our number one threat. Russia is a clear threat, but our national security infrastructure and many people in there, including those 50 buffoons in the former intelligence community who wrote that letter saying the Hunter Biden story was Russian disinformation. Those people have been corrupted. They have been mentally corrupted and just don't want to tell you the truth. And they're abusing their position to give themselves an imprimatur of seriousness. Here's what happens when former intelligence officials write letters like that and lie to you. There are real world consequences. Check this story out at the Daily Wire. Huge. Report. Huge data leak exposes Chinese Communist Party members embedded in Western companies and governments. Did Hunter Biden and Joe Biden read this story before they became office mates with the Chinese emissary responsible for negotiating a deal with the company that was involved in their Uranium One scandal? I'm just checking. Did they know that? Was, was, were they briefed on any of that? This is an unbelievable story from the Daily Wire. This leak is huge. Sky News in Australia reports that they have this database now that lifts the lid on how the Chinese Communist Party operates under President Chairman Xi Jinping. The leak shows party branches are embedded in some of the world's biggest companies, maybe Russian companies, folks, and even inside government agencies. Maybe they do that by taking advantage of vice president's children and stuff like that. Quote, it goes on. Communist Party branches have set up inside Western companies, allowing the infiltration of those companies by Communist Party members 
who have called on are answerable directly to the party. Do you understand how serious this is? Thousands of people around the world at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party have been sent on a mission around the world to go find Oz. And what was their Oz? There was no yellow brick road. Their Oz was the minds of government officials and the internal intellectual property of both government officials and companies in the United States so they could steal them and bring it back to China and then bribe and influence foreign politicians to look the other way. Sounds suspiciously like the block I just covered. Chinese Communist Party members buying influence with government officials, stealing intellectual property and potentially being involved in uranium sales and all that other stuff, stealing IP and then government folks like Biden, the Biden family looking the other way. Really weird, right? You see now how when we spend four years talking about PP hoaxes and the Russia threat, which is very real, but when we subordinate the threat from China to the Russia threat based on lies and fake dossiers like Carter Page was involved with Rosneft when nobody has any idea what they're talking about to this day. You see what happens when corrupted people in the national security infrastructure take advantage of that? What happens is China infiltrates our country, its politicians and our companies and steals our intellectual property and everything else. Folks, I got a warning for you here and it's important. Don't ever forget this. We are in an existential race for intellectual superiority and technological superiority. I'm not kidding, and I'm not using that word lightly. If the Chinese Communist Party makes advances in quantum computing, artificial intelligence, material science, nuclear science, energy production, space warfare, before we do, It's over. It is over. This is not a benevolent power. They torture and imprison Uyghurs and any political opponents they can get their hands on. This is not a benevolent world power. Their nominal GDP is over $10 trillion. That is a serious amount of money. If they beat us in quantum computing and can compute faster than we can, and develop artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence at a quicker rate we do, and can develop new materials and space warfare technology, we are done. That is not a joke. And yet they've managed to infiltrate thousands of people into the United States and influence politicians to look the other way while it's happening, where they steal our technology to do it. And yet nobody in the media is interested in this Hunter Biden story at all, and his office mate dad, Do not mean to subordinate the Russia threat, ladies and gentlemen. They are a serious threat. There were new allegations emerging today. You'll see in the Washington Examiner. All these stories will be in the show notes, including those Reuters stories, too, if you want to show your friends. Like, hey, what was the CEFC guy who was office mates with Biden doing uh, with this Rosatom Russia uranium one deal? Kind of weird, no? The stories will all be there. This one as well. Jerry Dunleavy, uh, Tyler Van Dyke at Washington Examiner. Kremlin back hackers breach U.S. Treasury and commerce. Did you see this report today? Why is this report bizarre? Because there's another angle to this, ladies and gentlemen. There are reports that the Russians managed to infiltrate through a software system, infiltrate the email systems of a commerce department and treasury department, and may have been reading their emails or exfiltrating, sending out the emails since the summer 
Kind of a bad thing, no? Well, what if I told you in this Epic Times reporting this morning that there are suspicions that the same software that was hacked and malicious code was inserted into the software was the same software, according to the Epic Times report. I just saw this before the show. The Epic Times is reporting that the Dominion voting systems uses the firm that was hacked. Zachary Stiber, Epic Times. Can't say it any simpler than this headline. Story in the show notes. Dominion voting systems uses firm that was hacked. Does that Department of Homeland Security guy who was on 60 Minutes, who's now suing a lot of people, remember Trump fired him? Does that guy who said, and what did he say something like, this election was the most secure in U.S. history, does that guy want to reevaluate that statement? It's just a question. I'm just asking him. Does he want to reevaluate that now, now that we know this? Does this hacking, was it, did it change any votes? I'm not alleged. I don't have evidence of that. I'm simply suggesting to you the Epic Times has a pretty bombshell story that the same Russians that may have inserted malicious code into a software system that we know was used to hack our Commerce and Treasury Department undetected until now was allegedly one of the companies involved with Dominion. That's kind of a big story. No, 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 Potato Head, that's not a story. But you know, pounces, Epic Times pounces. Let me add one other layer to this. There's a lawsuit in Michigan where the judge just ruled, I believe this morning, that that Antrim County, Michigan, where those 6,000 votes in the Dominion voting system, there was that fiasco with those votes that were changed. A judge has ruled this morning that an audit of those voting systems for that day is going to become public. Let's see what happens there. I'm sure CNN and others will make that a story about Republicans pouncing too. Let me get to my last sponsor and then this other story. I got to wait, wait, wait. I always do that more dramatic. We got to do that again, don't I? Make my serious face. Got to be some drama associated with the Flipperuski when we go to page <laughs> two of the story. Right? I mean, it's been getting more dramatic every day. Pretty soon I'm going to dislocate my shoulder doing it. Right. <laughs> what do we get to tell you? The emotional roller coaster this show is. Just a, why are you looking over there? You're looking at the reflection. All right. We got this new system. It's great. Paul is checking back there to see the reflection to make sure the reads go up on the screen. I always let you in fourth wall right down on the show. Uh, today's show, our final sponsor, our good friends at Helix Sleep. Listen, I've really needed them lately because we've been really stressed out. We got a lot going on. Big stuff going on in the Bongino household. Not a joke. So I have Helix Sleep. I have the perfect mattress for me. But the question is, how did I get the perfect mattress for me, right? What, you just get it at a mattress store? No, no. I took Helix Sleep's two-minute quiz. You can do it too. It's a genius idea. How do you know you're getting a mattress for you? You don't. You go in a mattress store. You're just taking their word for it. With Helix, you're getting a mattress customized for the way you sleep. They have soft mattresses, medium, firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched to the outstanding Midnight Lux mattress. It's like sleeping on a cloud. It's been awesome getting unboxing videos from many of you found the Helix mattress of your dreams. If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. Order the mattress you're matched to. The mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Who's better than you? Helix is fantastic, but don't take my word for it. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 and by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a perfect customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. 
10-year warranty. They'll let you try it out for 100 nights risk-free too. That's how confident they are. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. Helix offers exclusive discounts for the military, first responders, teachers, and students because they care. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders. Go today. And two free pillows as well for our listeners. If you go to Helix, H-E-L-I-X, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Don't wait. All right. On a lighter note, because this has been a really heavy show with a lot of information. On a lighter note, but not a any way less tragic note for the long-term wars going on in the United States for the future of the country. This is more of a culture war story. I woke up this morning to find out that the uh, uh, Cleveland Indians have now, let me put up this Fox News story, just like the Redskins have now changed their Cleveland's baseball team to drop Indians nickname, report Fox News. Folks, this is a power play. They pulled the same stunt with the Washington Redskins. This is a power play. This has nothing to do with grievances or discrimination or anything like that. To have anything substantively to do with actual discrimination, you would have to have a group of people that were offended, that in mass felt like this was an inappropriate, unjustified attack on their culture or heritage. So when the Redskins changed their name to the Washington football team, clearly they did it because there was a group of people with some Indian heritage who were deeply offended by it. Uh, let's go to this article in Pro Football Talk and ask actual people with Indian heritage what they thought of the Washington Redskins name and the feelings it evoked in them. So clearly it was horror, terror, discrimination. Um, actually, a poll of Native Americans' view of the Redskins name finds that proud was their most common answer when asked about the Washington Redskins name. Proud. Joe, um, did we go yeah. to dictionary.com yet? Did If you saw the show last <laughs> week, you know where I'm going with this. Did they change the definition of proud to mean offended yet? They will tomorrow they will, to yeah, make this pro football. Yeah. Talk. Yeah, it's, it's Tomorrow, I'm sure they'll change it tomorrow. So when they asked actual Native Americans, I, I'm not Native American, so I have I have no comment on the name because I, I don't, I, I'm Italian, Irish, German, and, and English, and my wife is Colombian. If they had a... Uh, 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 a nickname that the New York Italians, you could ask me, I'd be like, I don't really care what the name is. I don't care. I, I have a life to live. I don't care. No one discriminates against me. I'm fine. But it's interesting when you actually ask Native Americans about it, they don't say not only are we not offended, they say they're proud of the name, which is kind of weird. So why then is the more benign, even more benign name of the Cleveland Indians Yeah. Why would that be in any way offensive? And why would Cleveland change the name? What is this really about? Now that we've established clearly, this is not about an actual grievance, right? Not only is it not about a grievance, Native Americans were proud of the name Redskins. Ladies and gentlemen, this is obviously a power play. This has been an evergreen argument on my show. Evergreen in the TV business is a story that just keeps coming back. It's evergreen, always green, never gets brown. This is one of those evergreen stories I brought up often, that this is nothing more than a power play by the left. It's a way for them in their arsenal of political weapons to discredit their opponents. And by opponents, notice I didn't say conservatives or Republicans. I mean anyone who's not a liberal. Anyone. You're a Hollywood sports entertainer, an academic. You dare not to toe the liberal line. Toe right up to it. You will be attacked. But to attack people who aren't liberal, you need weapons to attack. Well, how do 
follow me here. How do conservatives, because we all, that's what we do. Politics are attacking back and forth, others' bad ideas. How do conservatives attack? We attack on facts, research, data, common sense, higher principles, big R, God-given rights. You think higher taxes work? Conservatives prove they don't by showing what higher taxes have done to the economy. You think, uh, you know, isolating people in public schools and fighting against school choice works? We show you where school choice does work because parents make better choices. That's not what liberals do. Why aren't facts a weapon for liberals? Because, Joe, the facts never comport with liberal ideology. <laughs> Everything they tell you is fake. The PP tape, the collusion hoax, the impeachment hoax, the Hunter Biden story, high taxes work, big government works, socialism's really great. Nothing they tell you is true. So when you don't have the facts, pound the table and insult people and make them out to be racist so that people don't vote for you, they vote against the other guy you're calling a racist. You get it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you need weapons to do that. So language becomes a weapon for liberals by changing the definitions of things midstream. So whereas you've referred to the Cleveland Indians for years and no one's ever had an issue with this before, the left senses an opportunity to go out to the Native American community and say, look, we're defending you against those racist Republicans and they're racist, those conservatives, Republicans and non-liberals because they've dared to call a baseball team the Indians. It is nothing more than a weaponization of the language, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a use of grievance culture to attack anyone, anyone that is not a liberal. It's the same reason dictionary.com changed the the definition of sexual preference to be offensive right after Democrat Senator Maisie Hirono just randomly made it so in the hearing with Amy Coney Barrett. We discussed it last week. It's a weaponization of language to create and fabricate weapons for the left that they don't have in facts. Change the definition of terms midstream to make them appear racist and discriminatory when they're not and were never intended to be as such so that you can use them to attack your political opponents and make you look like the protector of the aggrieved group you want to feel aggrieved. Unfortunately for them, Native Americans aren't going along. They're like, no, we're not offended. We were proud. That's the poll. It's not me. I'm not Native American. We did good. I'm actually getting through. You believe this? We're always holding stories. Final story of the day, an important one. Moving on. This is going to sandwich the show into a story about the media because the media is part of the scandal. It's not just about me insulting Potato Head. Although, believe me, he deserves every bit of it. I told you in the beginning of the show, you cannot count on the media in this Hunter Biden scandal. You can't. Relying on them to expose to you the facts I've just presented to you is a fool's errand. They are liars. They are only here to cover up for the Democrat Party. Folks, what if I told you that one of the media's co-conspirators in not only disappearing Democrat scandals, but attacking Republicans, one of their main co-conspirators was big tech. Glenn Greenwald, who I recommended often, who is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination, but is one of the few honest journalists out there left, has been calling attention to a lot of this media malfeasance. He put a tweet on social media, it's going to blow your mind. Not only are the media totally mischaracterizing their role in suppressing and possibly overturning the result in the 2020 election by suppressing the Hunter Biden story. Not only are the media not apologetic about it, them and big tech are now now doubling down. 
the media is blaming Republicans for calling them out, you know, in the Republicans pound segment. And big tech folks are now in this revolving door going from their big tech companies where? No way, back into the Biden administration. Oh, yeah, right back in. Look at this Greenwald tweet. Glenn Greenwald on Twitter, he says, quote, if during an election, tech giants take unprecedented steps to censor the Internet to prevent the spread of incriminating reporting about a candidate, i.e. the Hunter Biden story they squashed, then, of course, that candidate, Joe Biden, upon winning, should turn key government posts over to them. No way that happened. Anything else would be ungrateful, Greenwald says. And he, quote, tweets a guy by the name of Matt Stoller. Who then tweets out, quote, the Biden transition is quietly putting Google and Facebook employees into its transition landing teams. Zaid Zaid, Christopher Upperman, Rachel Lieber, they actually have the names. Again, expecting the media to uncover scandals they are a part of. They are actually a part of this. Media suppresses the Hunter Biden exploding scandal I just told you about right before the election. Upwards of 30% of Democrats, I quoted you the poll last week, never heard of the Hunter Biden scandal before the election and may have voted differently and we may have had a different outcome. Different outcome regardless of what happens with the legal challenges. Trump could have won in a landslide. If everybody knew about Hunter Biden, they didn't. Big tech colludes with the Democrat media to suppress the story, bans accounts and puts labels on accounts and deletes the Hunter Biden story. And then after the election, the potential incoming administration, Biden administration involved in the corrupt story that the media suppressed, then hires people from Facebook and Google involved with the companies, Facebook and Google that suppressed the story. And we're expecting Potato Head and others to respond honestly about this. If you're not watching this show, you're missing out on the whole enchilada. Ain't going to hear that anywhere else. Is anyone in the media going to ask, by the way? I want to wrap on this. I know we're short on time. Anyone? Potato Head, Chuck Todd, Moscow Maddow, Lawrence O'Donnell. Anyone? Nicole Wallace. Is anyone in the media going to ask Joe Biden, why his son wanted him to be office mates with the chairman of a Chinese company involved in the potential purchase of a company involved in the Uranium One deal? Is any is anyone going to ask that? Yamichi Alcindor, anyone? Jeff uh, Mason from Reuters. Reuters reported on it. He is Reuters, right? Is he Reuters? You gonna you gonna ask about that? Of course not. They'll just write a story about how Dan Bongino's show pounced on the story coming up next. Hey, thanks again for tuning in. As I said last week, folks, please go to BonginoReport.com for your morning news. We're trying to, uh, uh, you know, get to get a conservative news aggregator together. It gives you the real news of the day and not the nonsense. Dump drudge. They let you go a long time ago. Go to BonginoReport.com and please subscribe to my show on video. We are now over 800,000 subscribers. It is free on Rumble. R-U-M-B-L-E. The quality's amazing. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please check the show out. Subscribe there. It's free. I'd like to get to a million and really stick it to YouTube. Really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.